Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Even Vikings, the off-season edition. We've kick-started the off-season way too prematurely, or at least a week. Most of you thought the Vikings would beat the Giants. Almost everybody on this panel thought so. That didn't happen. The Giants won 31-24. So we are thrust into the off-season, chatting about, my goodness, what head coach, or not head coaches, not that. Defensive coordinators, aging veterans, yada, yada. A 13-4 campaign by the Vikings squandered. Because of a home playoff loss. I guess these guys were indeed overachievers. Uh, we are without Brian McKinney tonight. He has an engagement in Los Angeles. A speaking engagement. So it is uh, Sal Spice, Ron Saw, Yannick from Germany. And me, I'm Dustin Baker. Foremost, before we jump into the Viking stuff, Bet Online remains your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college football, plus UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, Team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use this promo code BLEAV, B L E A V, B L E A V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Tragically, the Vikings season ended in a one-and-done, a home playoff loss, and that was the particularly embarrassing part for me as they lost at home after an overachieving, evidently, 13-win season. It seems that the folks that called them frauds for most season ended up being correct. Uh, you can't really dispute it. Uh, maybe that word was harsh, but I think in the strictest definition of the term, they were correct. Uh, the little, a little engine that could Vikings in the one-score games Paid the piper against the uh, Giants. So, Ron, I will start with you, sir. Uh, you can either react to the game or, I guess, is it is it inevitable that uh, the Vikings are going to regress next year? You can choose to answer whichever portion of that question you want. Well, you know, I'll start with the game. Um, I mean, it's disappointing, obviously. Just any time a season ends, we as Minnesota fans are obviously very well versed in uh in the agony of defeat and you know the always next year feeling but uh you know this year it, it it absolutely was one of those that it was a fun ride all year long like the close games pulling them out doing things that you know they haven't done in the franchise history like 
making long field goals to end games. Um, but, you know, disappointing to lose this one because, again, I'm not going to say I thought that they were going to win the Super Bowl. Um, otherwise, I would have thrown money at it on, on those odds. But uh, um, losing to the Giants is very depressing. Um, like I mentioned last week, it's Giants are a team on the rise. It feels like they're – you know, going to be good for a while. Uh, but I didn't think that this would be the year that, that they would come in and beat us. So, um, it's disappointing to say the least, you know, it's, we were, you know, we were all there. Um, so we got to see, um, the, the turmoil in person, but uh, on the bright side, Ludacris is great at halftime. So, (laughs) God, I forgot all about that already. Weren't you on the field on top of it all? Yes. Yeah. Yes, on yeah. the very front too, and I already <laughs> forgot about it. I thought I thought God. it was, you know, during the, and I'm sure all of us, all of us were there. Um, it was like they squandered the cool John Randall thing, or all the video that said all we need is four wins. I'm watching that video, going, oh man, we're not gonna lose if you know we're talking about four wins. Oh man, and so yeah, John Randall being out there was pretty cool. Oh my goodness, Sally! I'll give you the same option. You can either rehash the the L or talk about possible regression next year. Well, I'm a little bit in denial. This is actually the first I have discussed the game with anyone, Ooh, okay. um, and it's been what four days. Yeah, I <laughs> just coincidentally had a trip planned um, for like 12 hours after the game le- um, ended. And when they were in the playoffs five years ago, I actually couldn't stand to be in town either. So I like left to go to Key West the next day. Highly recommend for anyone who is feeling emotional, just (laughs) schedule a trip immediately after. Uh, It's disappointing. You know, I don't think any of us really saw this coming. I kept sitting there just thinking, okay, something's going to happen because we've kind of been conditioned to that for this season that something's going to happen. They're going to get a pick special teams is going to get a block punt or uh, Daniel Jones has got to throw a pick eventually, right? Like what's something's going to happen. And then just nothing, nothing did. So yeah, while we've said this whole time that the um, season defied my expectations and, and that it's been a really, really fun season, it still sucks for it to end without even one playoff win. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I, I do think there will be a little bit of a regression. 13 wins is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and their schedule is a little more difficult next year. So too soon to say. To be That's that, that's ultra fair, especially uh, free agency is still two months away. And the team will change markedly. So Yannick, you and, you're sitting right next to me. 17-7 Giants. I don't think anybody was really petrified. We were like, oh, okay, all right, I'm going to do this thing. And then they went on a 17-7 run. Boom, it was 24-24. And it felt preordained like all right yep, they're doing it like they always do they come back and win but they didn't so yannick your uh, reaction to the l or uh candidate for regression whichever portion of the question you want to answer um i look forward to next year um the a regression was always going to happen this team will, was never going to win 13 games in back-to-back years that's not how good this team is so uh, I expect the regression to happen. Uh, I think we'll see a lot of veteran players leaving. Um, maybe Dalvin Cook, Eric Hendricks, Adam Thielen. We'll see. But yeah, I, I, I think we'll we'll see a lot of new faces next year, and and we'll probably need another year to 
to get used to this for these players to get used to the system and used to the NFL the rookies and the young guys so I think next year will will be more like last two years maybe nine and eight so first team but no. <laughs> there's nothing worse than that nothing <laughs> I'd rather them be terrible than that I don't see that one thing that really irks me now that it's set in and Sally talked about it three minutes ago was now we have a first place schedule and for what now we have first place schedule and what we had the price we had to pay was a home playoff loss and I don't know there's something psychologically that I wanted to get the home playoff win under O'Connell's belt go lose in San Francisco or at least have a puncher's chance that could end up like the Buffalo game but nope, that couldn't even happen. And on Yannick, on your point of the some of the roster changeover, I think it's so excruciating because the dudes that are going to be asked to take bona fide pay cuts or won't be with the team are beloved, and they've been with the team forever. And it's the nature of the game that all of a sudden you'll see Asamoah instead of Kendricks or Ty Chandler instead of Dalvin Cook. This is the way it goes. Uh, it's just we've been so used to these guys being uh, at a high level, and it seems that all of them hit a wall in like the same month or the same season at least where they're noticeably not as good i don't know if injuries nagged any of them but yeah it's uh it's a, it's a flummoxing part to be at um ron we got to watch the press conference today and they left a gigantic cliffhanger about ed donatel's future that's still being evaluated which he uh coach o'connell had a golden opportunity to slay all those rumors in the hashtag fire donatel stuff but he didn't he said we're still thinking about that partner uh and so do you think that the defense whether it's with donatel or not can be fixed in a single offseason or at least brought to respectability i mean fix being a, a loose term because they could only go down one spot um i mean in reality so you anticipate just uh, like just by naturally that they'll be better. Like, I mean, right. We've been, we said it for years in the last couple of years with Zimmer. It's, they have to be better, but no, like apparently they can get worse. Um, and it, it, I'm just as baffled by it because of the names, you know, Kendricks look noticeably slower. I don't know if there's an injury or, you know, you'd hate to think that a 29, 30 year old linebacker, like that's his wall. Uh, like you hope that that's not the case. Um, but I, Personally, like I will, you know, be one of the many that'll say I think there's a lot of it schematically that um, was problematic. Um, I mean, I don't know if Ed Donatel realized that Eli Manning wasn't the quarterback anymore because there was uh, zero pressure, no intent to get pressure or contain. Like Daniel Jones looked like everyone as pointed out, every quarterback looks like a hall of famer against us. And Daniel Jones just went on and did that and watch next week. He's going to go off and he, or he's going to go out and he's going to go like 13 for 37, <laughs> you know, with like 24 rushing yards, two picks because he's going to look like Daniel Jones. And the, it baffled me the fact that again, as a defensive coordinator, your job is to take away what they want to do. They want to get Daniel Jones on the perimeter. They want to get Barkley in the flats. And every time they did it, Kendricks was slow. Um, anytime the other thing that I, that, that I latched onto was they did a lot of deep crossing routes where it would cause our guys to bump into someone, whether it was their own guys or the giants receivers. And that to me is strategic. Like, cause they're not penalties. Like if you do it right, if you're not blocking downfield, those are legit, um, like, you know, cheater plays, let's call it. But 
playing off coverage, not getting, you're letting Isaiah Hodgins and um, Darius Slayton get wherever they want on the field and making it easy for Daniel Jones. That to me is a hundred percent scheme, right? It doesn't matter who you have out there. You can have, you know, no no offense to Duke Shelley, but an unknown player like that, where like you can have 11 of those guys out there and you can put them in spots to succeed. And I don't think the defense did that. So now back to your original question. Um, I think O'Connell, and it, it could be to his demise, but it could be you know a, to praise him on it. I think he's just too nice and genuine of a human, like to just fire someone right off the bat on a whim. Like I think he, him, and Quasi are very much in that they're going to look at everything, look at the analytics part of it, but also maybe see where do you think we can be next year, like or what what are we missing that we didn't have to get better next year? Because otherwise schematically playing off coverage with Patrick Peterson and whoever else is on the opposite side and getting no pressure did not work. Sally, when it became the writing came on the wall in 2020 and 2021, that Zimmer was no longer the right coach. My worst fucking fear for this team was we'd turn into a team that couldn't play defense because I knew we'd go get an offense first head coach. Maybe during the commanders game, maybe during the bills game, I was like, all right, they're, they're growing, they're getting better. But no, here we were. I was staring at the field thinking this is exactly what I feared when we said, all right, no more Zimmer, which I'm fully okay with. I'm glad Kevin O'Connell. Uh, but do you think that this defense can be brought to middle of the road, 15th the NFL in a single offseason? In a single offseason? Um, I mean, it really depends what direction that they decide to go. I mean, you mentioned all the veterans. Um, they are getting really long in the tooth. I mean, Harrison Smith, um, Patrick Peterson, there's a lot that they need to address. And I don't know what their cap situation is going to be and all of that. I mean, theoretically, they definitely could make that big of a jump. But it's just way too soon to tell, I think. And it's it's really int- going to be interesting to see this new regime and and what how they approach it. Uh, to go to Ron's point, I just think that Kevin O'Connell and and Quasey both are just not reactionary in that way, and I don't think they really ever are going to be. We saw that with Zimmer, the reactionary blame. Let's blame people. Let's throw them under the Daniel bus. Carlson. I was going to say Daniel today. Carlson <laughs> exactly. We saw that before, and I think that they're really trying to avoid that. I would be really surprised if they don't go another direction eventually. Um, but I don't know when that will be. Um, if yeah. you're, phone... it's just a bummer. Like it, it, he reminded me, Daniel Jones reminded me of Aaron Rodgers. The way he was able to just uh, like evade contact and just he was dancing around back there. He was extending plays, and there was no pressure on him at all. What they have one sack. Yeah. One sack. And then when they got that one, you thought, okay, now they're going to build off of this. And mm-hmm. never happened. So if you're uh, chilling in Tampa uh, Saturday <laughs> and your phone says from Chris Thomas and tweet, the Vikings will retain, they will keep uh, at Donatel. What will your emotions be? I mean, I'm not going to be into it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I would be disappointed and surprised. Okay. Um, and, but I was surprised by it in the first place. I mean, I think we all kind of were. It didn't seem like, you know, I know they had to have one older guy that was coaching, but it just didn't seem to me like the philosophies were really going to line up from the beginning. Um, what I... To, to that, like, they did, you know, having Mike Pettin on the 
coaching staff too. He's been a head coach in the league. So whether or not it's going with an older guy, it's, it, it, for me, it reminds me back when Norv Turner was here, like where he was very set in his ways. It's seven step drop downfield. And we didn't have an offensive line that could protect that, but it was the same thing over and over again, seven step drop quarterbacks getting killed. So obviously he got canned, but that to me is just an older guy who is set in his ways. Like, well, like basically saying this is how it's going to do. It's going to work or you know, we're, we're not changing it. Whereas at least Zimmer would mix things up. Like he was obviously um, like, well, he didn't have the talent at the end of the career, but or at the end of his uh, tenure here, but he was willing to, Hey, I'm going to put Everson Griffin and Hunter as defensive tackles. And we're just going to get generate pressure. I think the, if Donatel is retained, the thing that I fear most is that we'll be chatting on this show, maybe September 29th and the same shit will be going on. And we'll be like, course it's happening we have the same guy in there so i think getting more speed getting more youth on top of getting another three four coach i think that would be the way to go and it's i, I don't know it seems really damning that o'connell could have just squashed everything and said nope we're gonna grow we're gonna get better we're not gonna fire that's not gonna be our solution but he just kind of was mum and said we're doing the evaluation thing and i'm sure that's true uh but i'm sure Dante's watching that going fuck like you know when can we make this decision? Well, they might also be waiting to see who's going to become available after the mm-hmm. playoffs um, and, you know, stuff like that, too. So I just don't think that they want to sell themselves short and commit to something when they might really not know. Yeah, that's that's an extremely good point. I hadn't I hadn't gotten that far in my what I usually consider rational analysis, the whole playoff part. Uh, let's see, Yannick, uh, the defense. We got eight months to fix this bad boy. Do you have faith in the team's leadership to do so? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, I think we, we said the same thing last year and it didn't work. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Try, try again. <laughs> I guess it's it's possible. Um, I have no idea if they're going to fire at Donatel. Um, one part of me thinks if they would fire him they would have said it today would have already done it but if they kept him they would already also have said it but so i have no idea um but i think as much as much the problem as donatel is the personnel players are old players are just not good anymore and just name players and name just names just big names but not Play, don't play at the same level anymore and I think we'll we'll see a lot of new players and I don't even think it's just one off season to get the defense right because they started last year and so I don't think they can just implement a new scheme again and start over again I think they will continue their path Sally, I think you can answer this one without doing the eye roll because it's too far in the future. Uh, Kirk Cousins had, I thought, his best game aside from that Lions loss, what, three or four weeks ago when he looked phenomenal. Uh, But all anybody will remember was throwing short of the sticks under duress on fourth and eight. Um, I am of the opinion that 
you need not throw another year onto this thing. Uh, let him play on the final year of his contract. If it works out great, then we'll maybe get him for another year. But I am firmly rather ready to look for the escape hatch because we've had five years. This is a large ass sample size. He's a very good quarterback, but it's five years of close to the same thing over and over. Do you support putting another year on the deal like they usually do? Or do you want to just see Cousins contract play out? I would prefer not gun to my head, but I think it depends a lot on what goes on in the offseason because we know with this current defense, they're not comp- they're not competing for a Super Bowl, right? So while this year was fun, we knew that wasn't a reality. Um, but to me, if you're not in a window where it's open and you think you will be competing for a quarter or competing for a Super Bowl, then why continue to do this at a year, at a year, at a year? I, you know, the consistency at quarterback has been great, but it hasn't got us where we want to go. Right. So the price tag is just going to keep going up. And if they aren't going to contend for a Super Bowl, then what is the point? Ron, I'm sure they'll convince themselves and maybe even us by June or July that the team can contend for a Super Bowl. We'll be like, we'll look back and be like, yeah, we did win 13 games after all. Um, but Cousins will be 35. That's the new that's the new thing here uh, in the the fold is he's probably not going to get better. He's either going to stay the same for the next few years or he'll regress. Uh, like I said, I support letting the deal go through next year and not adding another 40 million on it for kicks with plus a no trade clause. What do you think, Ron? Well, so I'm fine with the one year. Um, you know, it's hard to just again beat with that age. Like it's hard to just continue to extend someone um and then not knowing what the future is. Um now I'm fully on board with keeping him as long as he's playing at this level, um, like around the same price tag, not more. Um, but I also I wouldn't want to just get rid of him like in a year without a secession plan in place, uh, because you know, being in quarterback purgatory, like we have been really for all those years, like, are we then going to be in those, uh, you know, like what the Colts are where, okay, we moved on from, from Kirk Cousins. Now what, is it going to be Derek Carr or is it going to be, you know, bringing in your version of Carson Wentz or these type of guys? I don't want that. Like, I, I don't want to have to overpay for bad quarterbacks. I'd rather pay properly for one that yeah. we know is good. We did that but, our whole childhood, our, our whole childhood exactly. besides Dante. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Unless it's, you know, Tom Brady that's coming here. And I don't care if it's 47 year old Tom Brady, just it's, if he's still playing and what, like, otherwise I don't want an old guy coming just to revitalize, you know, give it that one last run, nor do I think we'd be equipped for just that type of move. But now what I will say on the other side is whether or not Donatel stays. Now I'm not letting him off the hook at all. I think he is, he should be you know, 99.9% of that blame for Sunday. Um, but, and you know, most of the, the ineptitude that we've played with on defense um, over the course of the year. But what I will say is, so Donatel was hired. They went through the draft and at free agency and everything. The one thing I know, like you look up and down the defensive um, like lineup depth chart, whatever. And you could say that we don't have the players that they necessarily needed. We don't necessarily know that because what, our first two picks didn't contribute at all this year. So we don't know how they were going to plan on using Lewis scene and, um, and Andrew Booth, as well as what that would have done for Cam Bynum. Maybe he would have been playing more in the slot, like as a, um, in a bigger type package. So we don't know what that would have looked like. So while yes, we only have four draft picks going into the year as of now, um, we're essentially getting two top 30 talents from this year's draft 
into the fold next year, assuming they can stay healthy, which is a big if. <laughs> so again, that's um, it's looking at the glass half full side of it, but we saw some good things out of, a, out of a Caleb Evans when he played um, and Asamoah. Like, so there are some guys there that, Again, I'm not saying that they're going to make that step and become, you know, the next Ray Lewis and those type of guys, but we're not going to be er, looking at that. I think that infusion of speed and youth will get us better than 31st in defense next year. Just a hunch. Oh, a very then, good point. I'm feeling fired up again. There you go. That's what she needs. The queen of enthusiasm is back after a few days off. <laughs> Uh, I think one thing is for sure, yeah, it's only four draft picks right now. By the time the draft is over, we're going to look down at the hall and be like, oh, God, he got nine guys. How the hell do you do that? Uh, he, We thought it, Trader Rick was Trader Rick. Uh, Quazy does this like kids in baseball cards. So you can... The beauty with this draft, too, it's loaded at cornerback and edge. Mm-hmm. So however you want to look at it, it's it's loaded there. But uh, they need a quarterback at some point. Like when where? are they going to draft a quarterback and develop a quarterback? Yannick, the- if it were me, I'm I like really the only I don't like I'm not a big Bryce Young fan. I like CJ Stroud, but the quarterbacks in this class I'm not that overwhelmed with. But next year's class, like if it again anything can change, next year would be the year that I would say you go heavily on defense this year, kind of getting that youth movement, and then next year is where you can look at the draft between Caleb Williams, who I'm a huge fan of, um, Drake May at UNC. I love a lot of what I saw out of him this year. Um, and you know, whether Spencer Rattler has a comeback type year, there's a lot of names that you could be looking at that are going to be better than a lot of the guys in this class. So maybe next year's the year that you use your ammo and, you know, move up and get the guy that you want. Um, again, I'm not a GM, but I'd like to think that Quazy is, uh, looking at things holistically in that regard as well. Yannick, I think I'm just you- fired up, Ron. You're really pumping <laughs> into my veins here. Yannick, I think you Maybe got a little I, well, I, didn't bring, I didn't bring any purple on this trip because I'm in mourning. Now I'm about <laughs> to, to go order some on Amazon real quick. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yannick, I yeah. think you've got a little theory about quarterback. To Sally's point about when are we ever going to groom a guy? Uh, hit us with a little theory. Yeah. Um, whoever follows me on Twitter knows I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan, and he's one of my favorite players, and I'm big in defending him, but I think this is the year we should just draft a quarterback, let Cousins play the season, let the contract run out, and then then start our, our next guy. I think this is the year to do it because we just we just can't continue to pay a guy forty million a year without getting better team results. No matter how good he plays, at some point we have to make a change. And yeah, I think I think this is the year. The new regimes usually tend to get their new quarterbacks early, so I think think that that's what they're going to do. And then the, the blueprint, the blueprint that will be touted for decades is the Alex Smith thing. If you want to put Alex Smith and Cousins in the same boat, uh, Patrick Mahomes sat for almost his entire first season. So if Quazy likes somebody at number twenty-three or even in the second or third round that he falls in love with. Um, for the love of God, I don't understand how that could be bad. Um, just have the guy watch for a year, knowing full well Cousins. Like I'll, I'll say it again for the next eight months. The big different with, difference with Cousins now is age, because that is a humongous thing. You cannot just assume, all right, he's going to play like Brady. 
or he's going to play akin to Brady until he's 40 something. That probably won't happen. He'll probably go the way of Breeze and Roethlisberger where they look like shit at age 38 or 39. All right. The final thing before we get off air, I'm going to ask everybody. Uh, my answer is I'm still, I have the same amount of enthusiasm and faith, but uh, Sally, after a home playoffs loss, uh, home playoff loss, does the faith in O'Connell and or Quasi Dafo Mensa fade a little bit for you? No, I think it's still way too soon to tell. Um, I don't think that this team was necessarily fraudulent. I feel like that's a harsh word, but they did get lucky in a lot of circumstances. And Kevin O'Connell isn't going to be perfect. He's going to improve in making those decisions. I highly doubt he's going to throw. He's going to call. Um, a play where JJ is passing to Kirk <laughs> Cousins again, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's learning also. So no, I think again, they defied expectations. They won the division. That's as much as you can ask for as a, a first season head coach with this roster. Ron, does the, the pulse, the enthusiasm on the leadership regime, did it fade a little bit because of a home playoff loss? I don't think it faded. Um, I think one, I, like I'm a big Kevin O'Connell fan. I think he, he showed everything out of, that a first year coach would need to show me um, just based on how he handled the team, the comebacks. Like you can't deny that. Like the team played for him through a 33 point deficit, whatnot. So um, were there things that I think that he can learn from um, and maybe, you know, it's first time play caller, like, that could happen. Um, there are some of those things that, you know, like that, like Sally said, the, the the throwing it to your least athletic player on the team, you know, like <laughs> on third and one, it's probably not ideal. Um, you have a lot of playmakers on the team. Kirk Cousins in the open field is not one of them. <laughs> um, while I, I trust his scrambling ability to get you the yard, a few yards when you need it, not on that situation. Um, but there are some of those things that, you know, we've seen all year. Like we do that end around to CJ Ham on, uh, was it third and one or fourth and one? Like stuff like that where trying to get a little too cute with it, but I think he'll learn. Um, he'll learn from that. Um, but um, again, offense wasn't our problem. Um, you score 24 points. Um, you should win a home playoff game. Um, but you should not allow 431 yards to a Daniel Jones led offense. Um, so we'll see what they have concocted for, you know, the defense going forward, but, um, I don't, I didn't lose any on the, on the head regime. I did not, but some of the defensive coordinators specifically, there was a a lot left to be uh, desired. Yannick Quazy and Kevin came out today in a press conference dressed exactly like you with their black hooded sweatshirts. And you said <laughs> you always feel a, a kinship with them. Uh, is your enthusiasm still at the the nine or 10 level that it was a week ago, two weeks ago? Yeah, I, I still love the two guys. Um, I always say rookie head coaches make mistakes just like rookie players do. Um, I think the offense was a little underwhelming this year, considering the expectations we had with O'Connell, O'Connell as head coach, but he will learn. He will get better at play calling and game managing. Um, all of that stuff is not easy to do, and he'll, he'll be better in the second year. Um, I still think we, we got two really good guys. Sally, it just dawned on me that uh, Caitlin Thielen, Adam Thielen's wife, seems to imply on his Instagram that he'll probably be looking at options elsewhere. Can you mm-hmm. see Mr. Minnesota in a different helmet? 
Look, I think that this whole situation is extremely interesting. She went out and posted that very soon. Um, like she wasted no time getting that Instagram post out there, which, you know, at this point we've seen Caitlin likes to stir the pot, not only on, um, her husband's career, but other issues as well. And I just thought that the timing was really quick. Like, how could you guys have even processed what just happened yet? And, um, I don't know. They're obviously they've been insulted by something, which I think is extremely interesting given the chemistry that we have all observed from this team from the outside, that it feels like they're very united. And now it's coming out that maybe one of their stars isn't feeling that. So I'm really curious to see how this develops. But what I want to point out that I don't see anyone saying is what a hypocrite she is being right now god now i'm gonna get canceled but when Diggs was doing his sub tweets and his expressing his unhappiness in a different way she was criticizing him she was liking tweets that were saying you don't put these things on the internet you keep them in house and all of this and it's like okay but now you're doing the exact thing that you were criticizing Diggs doing so i don't know it's I'm fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah, and it's amplified because it is the quintessential Minnesota story. It is this isn't just like Tyler Conklin or something where nobody would care. This is you know the the prince of Minnesota and has been since about end of 2015. Uh, Ron, a little birdie, little birdie told me that uh, the chemistry that Sally talked about that doesn't necessarily apply to Adam Thielen. Uh, we've all kind of said that he hit a wall. He doesn't think so, and he's. Uh, the little birdie told me he's not a huge fan of Kevin O'Connell. Uh, do you think that, yeah, do you think that Thielen will end up elsewhere? I mean, I, he's not coming back at the $19 million cap hit. I think we all know that we're all smart enough to understand his, his performance. Um, and I'm not going to say lack thereof, but he's a number two and he's a, he's a good number two, but he also is getting longer in the tooth and there were signs of slowdown, like, like, and I'm not talking about necessarily straight line speed, but he wasn't as shifty as he has been in the past. And that's not an insult to him because I've never been shifty. It's <laughs> that's what happens when you're 30, 31 years old, it, it, you're on the decline. Um, you look at like, you know, Monday night's game, Julio Jones, like he was one of the top in the, to ever play. And he, it's not the same player. Um, and I think, I think it's safe to say Adam Thielen can still very well compete in this league at a high level. Uh, probably not as a, you know, 60 snap guy, but in a kind of limited role slot guy, he still has fantastic hands. Uh, but in reality, the separation wasn't what you would expect when so much attention is being placed on Justin Jefferson. Um, so I don't know what, why they're offended because there were times it seemed like that they did try to force feed him. Like when, things weren't working. Um, and based on everything he said, you know, he was on the power trip on Monday and talking about how this is his favorite year he's ever played, um, you know, football between the coaching staff, the players. And um, so if he's putting on a front and that's the case and his wife is truly exposing the, the turmoil or whatever, um, you know, again, I, she has every right to say what he wants. That's fine. Um, I think people are criticizing her for no reason. Like it, do you think it, she obviously wants to win and wants Adam to do well more than anyone other than Adam? 
So I hate when people come at her while I might not agree with how she's doing it. Like Sally said, it's very cryptic, you know, in that new age, Carl Anthony Towns, those guys type thing, but uh, um, let her do it. Like, that's fine. It's, um, it's weird because you, you don't want to burn those bridges on the way out, especially for someone who is so beloved. Um, But I think people can separate the athlete from their wives. I would hope so at least. Um, But you know, who knows? I just think the whole thing's interesting. Like, did he, did she check with him before she posted that? Did he want her to post that? Is she trying to get, get it out there? I don't know. It's just interesting. Yeah. He's getting a taste of the Mahomes experience a little bit (laughs) where you just look and be like, Oh, they said what now? What'd they do? Yeah. You tried to figure it out. He he posted an Instagram today talking about how much he loves his wife and she's all, I mean, so it's all now I'm like, well, maybe he did want her to post it. I don't know. I think uh, so. I, the real what I think is the reality. This is just speculative is that he still thinks he's a WR2. The Vikings are probably saying you're not a 20 million dollar anything, sir. Uh, you can but go. He wasn't going to be anyway. What do you, oh, you mean is like a pay cut or restructure? Well, I, haven't we all expected that he was going to have to restructure this deal regardless yeah, but I'm really think thinking a it needs to be a pay cut, not just push shit into 2027 or so. I'm talking right. like an honest to goodness, like you're from now on, you're um, about a seven million dollar yeah. an hour or seven million dollar per year guy. I don't know if those are the the harsh conversations that are to be had, but he's entitled to every dime because Spielman gave him that contract. Exactly. And, and that's the other thing is like I like you know we've talked about before, like when it comes to athletes versus the owners and millionaires yeah. versus millionaires. <laughs> I always side with the athlete, get as much money as you can while you can. Like, I fully understand that, but it's like, you know, like, you know, if Brian was here, he could speak to it because when they came and asked him for a pay cut and he basically just said, no, like <laughs> that's fine. He, they have every right to do that. But yeah, the, the going to the media and trying to play that game where again, where's five or six guys, you know, we all know the names, you know, Delvin Kendrick, you know, Smith, um, the two Smiths and Thielen where we can, get rid of our cap hell just by with those guys. And we all hate to see good players leave, especially players with deeply rooted connections here. Like even like on Harrison Smith, like man, their Twitter's going to be a blaze if Harrison Smith gets let go, but you can't keep him into his late thirties at $20 million. Like there's a reason why they do their contract. It's to get out of cap hell. And then you're going to have to deal with it at some point. So um, it, the number, the, the writing's on the wall there. Now I hope that he stays here, but if, I mean, if he isn't, if there's something, if he thinks he can be a, you know, wide receiver one on the Texans, you know, have probably, at it. You're probably good on the Texans. So. <laughs> All right, well, well, Brandon well, Cooks is still there. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, uh, he, he got disillusioned too. Another one that was tried to use the social media to get out of Dodge, but didn't quite work this yeah. year. All right, next week, Brian McKinney should be back, <clears throat> and we'll be back Wednesday, who knows, talking about the defensive coordinator situation or if Sally's correct and it stays a standstill until after the postseason. Uh, but, group, I think that's all we got. Am I correct? All we got. Yep. All right, will you enjoy Florida when you're coming home? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, bummer. All right, Yannick. I, will uh, say I know it's tricky for Yannick for you to join uh, when you return home to Germany next week, but you you hit our line whenever you, you're up in the middle of the night and want to chat on a Wednesday. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what are you going to say, Ron? You know, because when we were going to Hawaii in a couple weeks and that Sunday 
for cha- the championship Sunday oh, yeah. with, is when we're flying out. So I remember at the time, I'm like, that's going to, that could be a miserable, miserable day to travel. Like <laughs> Vikings were number two all year long in the NFC, but at least now they made it where I don't have to be, uh, you know, on edge over I the middle of the Pacific. I can't believe you didn't learn your lesson from 2009 mm-hmm. scheduling a trip. <laughs> well, that one was never scheduled. That was just, you know, we were all out of college with nothing to do. And we were just like the Vikings went, we're driving down. We don't, we have no plans on hotel, whatever. We were going to drive down um, and just to tailgate. Like that was our plan. I thought you were on a cruise. No. Oh, that was the, oh, four, that was the, the Randy Moss moon game that I was on. Oh, a cruise, yeah. oh, okay. I mixed so. it up. I, I would have <laughs> yeah. expected you on yeah, your so lesson. But... <laughs> that one, I didn't have much of a saying, in, but. Uh... <laughs> I've told you guys, I told you guys during the 2017 season, when we were on the eight game win streak, uh, my honeymoon was on a cruise in the Caribbean and the Vikings played the Panthers and they lost the, the win streak snapped but during that i knew exactly when the game was on but nothing on the boat had it on and i just felt slimy that the vikings were playing and i couldn't watch like i felt like my kid was like doing a like at a concert and i was like no i can't make it i just felt i felt really really weird my wife's like you need to grow up and i'm like oh it feels like like my like my guys are it's so weird so yeah All right, we'll be back Wednesday with Brian McKinney to talk about whatever developments come up in the next seven days. You guys have a wonderful week. All right, bye, guys. See you later. See you guys next week. Have a For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.